the podcast with Mike and Bomber. We're back. Welcome to episode 19. I'm losing count. But, uh, uh, it's only because it says it on here that I checked earlier. Okay, fair enough. But we're here to preview round four already. Some some team seasons are over, according to some experts. But uh, here we are already, and so many talking points to come out of uh, round three. So if you got through the marathon that was our <laughs> <laughs> round three review. It was a long one, wasn't it? Um, and I must, a quick shout out. I did mention right at the very start of us recording in our early episodes that I'm a school teacher. And uh, there are a couple of my senior students that are listening and... Uh, Said they weren't thrilled about the audio quality when I was uh, on the phone the other night. No. And just thanks for letting me know about that, boys. Well, Cheers. We're uh, back in the studio. Back in that the is studio my today. Uh, little, <laughs> little office. Office here. Uh, so just shut up, boys. Got all the yeah. high tech gear now, not just on the phone. Yeah, should be studying. Get back to work. <laughs> all right. So uh, a bit of news, uh, Mike. Uh, Filtering through. Yeah, there's a lot of news and we're going to start tonight with the news about Eddie Maguire. Now, obviously he made a bit of a commentary gaffe uh, the yeah, other last, week. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he sat out last week, just he's put sit- on the bench for the yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's been sent over to the West to commentate the Derby. Some people are suggesting that might be a bit of a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh... Uh, I think it might might be a little bit of a sort of watch it or you might get some of these games where you've got to travel every week. Mm. Um, yeah, so he uh, is not well liked over here. So it was on the front page of the newspaper uh, this morning. I think it's – I mean, for me, I think we have a slightly different stance on this. Like sometimes I think over here in WA we get the, the dregs of the commentary – uh, world, uh, we used to get Dennis a fair bit, and obviously Dennis committee not around in uh, commentating AFL anymore on telly. But I think, I mean, although Eddie is far from my favourite commentator going around, I think it's a good thing. I think um, he's a big name. He's it'll get him talking about someone other than Collingwood. Um, I bet he will talk about Collingwood. Uh, he might do, but I think it's good for him to umpire a couple of West Aussies. And he's even saying that he would have. He was hoping I was uh, I was listening to something he was on. I think. 94.5 uh, one morning this week saying that he the state government should have paid him to come over early to do some other bits and pieces to promote the game and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think he's getting a bit of a big head, old Ed. He's, he's always had a big head, but I don't yeah. see it as being such a bad thing and I certainly don't see it as being front page news. I mean, well, I don't enjoy him as a commentator in general, just the way he goes about it, nothing to do with who he is. Yeah. Um, I preferred someone like uh, Jared Healy who tends to do a few games over here. Uh, yeah, but Jared's more special comments. Ed's sort of going to call a game. Yeah. So yeah. I'd be interested yeah. to see how they stick with him. I would have loved Hutto. Like, I'm a bit of a Hutto man. I like watching. Yeah, he's not bad. Hutto's good on a Sunday night. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, as I said to you before, I'll be at the game, so I don't really care who's calling it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not fussed by it. I think it's ridiculous. West Australian, pull your finger out. That's shit. Um, putting putting yeah, that on the front head, page. Head alert. Yeah. They've gone for some big headlines this year. The one the one on uh, Tuesday. Hoogan. Oh, that was a couple of weeks ago. No, that was a couple of weeks ago. But the one... Uh, As Mike just reaches over to grab the uh, paper. Yeah, the one on Tuesday was Pillow Talk being about Nat Fife and his aeroplane-type pillow around his neck. Oh, boy. we And those of you listening in Melbourne, I saw something on Reddit today. We're just saying about... You know, the West is a bit of a laughing stock. So um, you've got a bit more choice for us if you're listening over in the eastern states, which I know a few people are. 
the West, uh, just you know, this is this is why we're a bit behind. We're a bit backward over here in WA because mm. our paper is shit. <laughs> yeah, the editor is on six uh, PR every morning, and uh, he, he said this morning that he likes to go for a bit of a a play on words and a bit of a grabber of attention for the headline. Okay, and he's certainly doing that. Yeah, right. Okay, what's next? All right, let's move on to the other news. Dusty got his two-week suspension downgraded to one uh, for his hit off the ball on the GWS guy. Can't remember who that is. Yeah. Um, and he also got a $7,500 fine for his gesture. drugs gesture towards yeah, Mumford. Not a good look. Mm, no, not a very good Robo look. on 360, I saw um, carrying on about, oh, he'd like to know what Mumford said. Who cares what Mumford said? Dusty shouldn't be doing it. Mm. And the two down and one's ridiculous. It's off the ball. It's, it's similar. I looked at yeah. that as being similar to the Tom Mitchell one last year that he got off uh, when he hit Goldstein. And he should have got a week for that. And Dusty should have got two weeks. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, there's no, he's frustrated. But people have been getting, good players have been getting tagged for years. Yeah. Like, uh, People heard, get frustrated yeah. and they do things like that and they get suspended. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, Dusty needs to throw a bit of leadership mm. and uh, not just clip blokes in the head who are uh, in his path. That's right. Um, so yeah, not I don't agree with that decision. I think it's yeah, no nah. weak. He should have, yeah, weak he's weak by, by the, the AFL panel. Uh, the the match review panel, you know, has opportunities to stamp this crap out. And has failed in this occasion. I think that's yeah. A bit they've been. Remember, week one there was a couple of opportunities to put down a marker, yeah. and they just went really weak yep. with it. Yep. Yeah, no good. And we've got a few uh, few kids have signed uh, contract extensions, which is good for them. Yeah. So there's a few uh, of the young kids. We've got Norton who signed a four year extension that's with the Dogs. Big extension. So been he was quite the, good recently. He's been very good and being playing as a forward. Mm. Um, so. Interesting for him, he's on the second year of his initial draft deal. So he now, uh, what are we now, 2019, so he'll be the club, the Dogs, till 2023. Yep. Uh, Jordan Clark at Geelong, signed another two years. Yeah. One of your faves, I think. I think oh, you a, pointed out you yeah. were quite keen on him early on. Oh, I do like Clark. And just three games, that's all it's taken for, uh, for Geelong to be convinced that he needs another two years on top of his original deal. And then one for the Eagles fans, Oscar Allen signed the other day. Yeah. Uh, so that both of those will be there at he's their respective fit, fit clubs. in really well with the team, hasn't he, so far? He's come in and done really well this year. Loves so, to take a mark. Well, yeah, he takes a really good mark. And he's, I mean, he's going to get it pretty good at the moment because Kennedy and Darling get the best two defenders. That's right. But so, you need him to get that, get mm-hmm. the experience. And then when Kennedy, Kennedy steps retires, out in a couple yeah. of years or whenever it is, he's ready to go. Yeah. So oh, good on him. And he's had a great start to the year. And just a couple of other mentions there, uh, Matty DeBoer and Kennedy from GWS both signed extensions as well. Which is an interesting one because when DeBoer left Frio mm. to go over to GWS, everyone was like, oh, because he had been playing well for Peel, couldn't break into the Frio side. and now He was he's, always in and out of the Frio yeah. side, and, but he was always a really good player at Peel, always racked up I think he was runner-up in the Sandover one year. I think he was yeah, very close. Been, yeah. Um, and then goes over to GWS and he was he, last couple of years, I think he'd been playing more as a defensive forward type. And now he's the first three weeks, he's been tagging, tagging the house down and yeah. good on him. He's got an extra deal. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. And uh, just one final one that we skipped over there. My mate, Nat Fife is not playing in the oh, derby yeah. this week. So, uh, 
I think my oh well, our Tom prediction Sanks. that's coming up uh, mm. soon is probably going to get even worse for the Dockers. But um, yeah, as you were saying, common sense prevails there. I think he looked really bad, uh, and I think on the news today said he'd been basically indoors in the dark with bad headaches for the last couple of days. So um, really not going well. Yeah. So uh, I think that's good. Concussions, I mean, you really got to play the cautious line and I think it's common sense he doesn't play. Yep. Uh, so although that doesn't really help Freo this week. but no. um, Well, it won't if he's in anyway. Yeah, well, possibly. Uh, I just want to, before we move on, is just uh, looking at uh, – who's been listening and just shout out to some few of those folks that are listening around mm. the joint. So um, big listens again. I mean, 90% of our listens come from in Australia, but I don't know who we are. We've got a, a, some people listening in a place called An- Ankara in Turkey uh, okay. consistently listening over there. So there's a few of you. So cheers for, for tuning in. I wonder if there's a few people going over for Anzac days. There, there's some, something in Turkey usually, well, isn't there? Yeah, Gallipoli. Yeah. Not, you know. yeah, right. uh, so uh, possibly in uh, Canada, we've got some listeners in Winnipeg in Canada oh, Winnipeg. Uh, as well. Um, and also, you know, we've always had a pretty good uh, people group of people listening in Maui in, uh, <laughs> in Victoria. So, And we've recently picked up, um, a few people listening in Bunbury as well. So cheers for listening and yep. please uh, get in touch with us on, on the socials and follow us on the socials. We've got at Hold Ball Pod on Twitter, Holding the Ball Podcast uh, on Facebook and the email. Holding the Ball Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. So yeah, get in touch with us and follow us and uh, it'd be great to hear from you. Shall we get into this week's games or are we going to do our certainty? We're going to do our certainty? No, no, no. We'll, we'll get into the games and we'll do that at the end, do the fun stuff at the end. All right. Good okay. day. Let's get into the round four games. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. All right. Here we are to take a look at the games in round four and what surprises this week might have in store for us. Mm, there's some interesting matchups this week. Yeah. So, again, a bit of a different look to uh, Thursday night. Um, we've got Sydney taking on Melbourne up at the SCG. Yeah. And uh, question marks over the SCG turf, but we'll see how that holds up. Mm. It's been given the green light, but an interesting uh, matchup this one. It is, isn't it? Uh, you know, obviously Melbourne really struggling, um, but I think this, you know, there's a, there's a chance here because Sydney haven't been fantastic yet. No. Uh, Melbourne would have to be on their, uh, on their game, but... Uh, Sydney got over it. Uh, the line against a side who doesn't know how to win. That's right. Last week in yep. Carlton. Yep. And Melbourne were in a bit of a shootout with Essendon yep. uh, on Friday night. So um, this one a bit unpredictable. I think a lot of people might lean towards Sydney. But yeah, obviously m- Melbourne has won the last uh, couple of encounters uh, at the MCG uh, and it looks like Sydney have won the last few at the SCG. So, yeah. Home obviously. team has won literally the last 10 times these teams have met. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, but I don't know, like, because the form with these two hasn't really been the way it is at the moment with both teams really looking quite unconvincing. That's right, yeah, so I was uh, tough, tough one. I was listening to SEN with uh, Jared Waitley the other day and he described Melbourne as a Formula One car on the back of a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got all these all these great parts, um, yet it's just not it's a bit broken down, a bit battered at the moment, and that probably describes Melbourne because we look at Melbourne was rated so highly at the start of the season, but just gee, they've looked ordinary. Mm. So uh, 
some and some we we're lucky enough uh, to know some changes to the team. So we'll see Proust make his debut for Melbourne. Yeah, that's a good one actually. I think it might make a little bit of a difference because Gorn's such an important player. Uh, him might a bit just of a give chop him a out. Bit- yeah, a bit more of a rest, maybe spend some time forward. So that'll be good to see. Yep, so Bruce comes in. We've got some, a young bloke uh, who's taken pick 44 in the draft for Sydney, Justin McInerney, coming in yep. uh, to make his debut. Um, they had two pretty bad injuries last week with McVeigh and Haywood. Uh, and Kieran Jack comes back in, so they'll be, I guess, happy to see uh, those players back in. But a real issue for Melbourne is at the moment, and I think you said you saw some things on, on the couch uh, highlighting mm. Frost and McDonald at the moment, their tall backs look all at sea at the moment and they're they in a bit of danger, I would think, if if Franklin and Reed and Co get a hold of them, could spell danger for the Ds. Yeah, it'd be interesting if um, Hogan was still there, if they sort of went, well, this is just not, their guys aren't communicating or something. We'll just throw McDonald back and just see what happens there if they can, you know, yeah, well, mix Wiedemann's it up a little very bit. young. Like he's yeah. very raw. Um, and, uh, I mean, they didn't have Hogan there for a, quite a bit of last year as well. We we mustn't forget. But mm. McDonald had a good year last year. Um, yeah. But he was a backman before that. But That's right. Yeah. yeah so um, it might be coming back. It might be just – I mean, oh, I don't think you can blame the forwards. I think their mids have been far below – what we'd expect, you know, your Vineys, Olivers. Um, yeah, but they're obviously, they're doing okay because they're still winning it out of the centre. They're still getting lots of inside 50s. They're winning the inside 50s and the clearances every week. I think maybe there needs to be a stat about quality inside 50s mm-hmm. that um, that must be the difference at the moment between some of these sides. Yeah, because the Ds aren't getting them. But certainly when they when the ball goes down the other end, Oscar McDonald and, and Frost are losing one-on-ones. Like last week, Essendon had three players who kicked four goals. So they had McKernan kick four goals. They had Tipper kick four goals and they had Stringer kick four goals. So Essendon's forwards had a field day. They did, yeah. Um, so who are you picking? I'm going, gee, this is a tough one to pick. It really is. But I'm, I'm, I think it is. Like I think Melbourne could turn up. but Melbourne could turn up. And Sydney haven't been convincing. But I'm going with the home team. You have to go with form and, and the home team, I think. <laughs> the form hasn't been that great for Sydney. No, but Melbourne's has been worse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got to go with Sydney. This one, this one for tippers is a little, is a little scary. <laughs> um, I think you could. It's one oh, that of, was terrible. It was uh, appropriate. Um, so I, we're both going Sydney. Um, I think Friday night's game, uh, as we move on, yeah, Looms is an interesting one. Uh, Collingwood and the Doggies. Yeah. Um, Based on the, how the doggies went last week, though, it looks like mate, the suns are are up and about. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, you don't really know how that. So sits at, the moment, yeah, at this stage, Collingwood would be red hot favourites, I would think. Yes, uh, they certainly sure what are. The odds are if you've got those handy. Uh, sure, uh, but you know this 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 game is one of those intriguing contests where I think the bulldogs dollar oh, twenty and four sixty. Yeah. Um, so intriguing contest where the doggies could just surprise a few people. They play a good brand of footy. They do. Yeah, they've they've sort of done okay so far this season. Last week was a bit of a, a blip on the radar, I guess. Both teams, no, actually, Bulldogs are two and one. Collingwood one two. Yep. Uh, so uh, you know. At the MCG, though, you'd, you'd certainly back Collingwood, but yeah. it's a, it's an intriguing contest, this one. And uh, I think for the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. um, Jason Johannesson may play his first game of the year, so oh, okay. getting him back uh, could be an interesting one. Um, Collingwood, 
likely to go in unchanged, I've heard, but guys like Quaino, uh, young first-round draft pick from last year, knocking yep. on the door. Okay. But I don't think they'll change anything. I think they'll just look at uh, last week, review it pretty closely and realise, you know, they played against a pretty good side. But That's right, yep. Their um, team's uh, the team's fine, I think. Is there? It was interesting. I, I heard a Collingwood caller on uh, Talkback suggesting that because Travis Varco was dropped, yes, for the Collingwood side that played West Coast, because, yeah, a bit slow mm, because Taylor Adams came in. And uh, is there the possibility that Collingwood have got too many midfielders in there? Yeah, there was. I think it may have been the same thing that uh, I was listening to that. Um, there was a comment about how the Eagles go in and play six forwards, six midfielders or four and two wingers and, and six defenders. So they want specialist players specialist in specialist players. positions. No midfielders playing half forward? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got a couple, you know, Sheed, I think, doing a, a bit of that now that Gaff's back. But majority of the team is, you know, your position is your position. You've got specialists for that position and yep. Collingwood have obviously got all these fantastic midfielders that are filling in in all these other places where uh, maybe other defenders or forwards could, could yep. play. So where Varco, to me, seems like a – he's more – he's a – I mean, he could be a half-forward, half-back uh, top, but he's yeah. more a half-forward. He's a good goal half kicker. Forward, yeah. He's a good goal kicker, Quick. whereas yep. Taylor Adams – He's a mid. I mean, he kicked a couple of goals in the grand final, but he's he's more a mid. He actually didn't play too well uh, last week, but yeah, he's didn't lay a tackle, a which could be a symptom of what he came back from. He obviously wore that guard around his his wrist and his hand. Yep. Um, but uh, I mean, a few Collingwood those Collingwood guns. I mean, they've got so much talent in there, mm. and you got at the moment that there's a bit of talk about is it uh, Sire or Sia? How do you yes. say his name? And they're saying that someone like the Bombers should look at him because he's not getting a game, yep. and he had a really good season last year. So, mm. um, so so much talent, but is it possibly too much in one part of the ground? Maybe not sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if they could get rid of one and get a quality defender, maybe. Or another another tall forward who can take a mark. So yeah, well, just I guess so much on Cox. Cox, yeah, yeah. So in- intriguing here for the Pies. Um, I'm picking them here to beat the Bulldogs. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm picking them as well. Uh, interesting here. Collingwood won the last encounter last year. The Dogs won in 2017 and in 2016. In the Premiership year. So um, yeah, I think. Um, should be a pretty good game, I, I think. I think the dogs will stick with them and then Collingwood might break away late. Yeah. So Collingwood from both of us. Okay. A really good game to start Saturday. This is I'm, this is my game of the round. I think this is going to be a beauty. So we've got Geelong hosting the Giants down at GMHBA. Yeah, definitely the game around. Uh First versus fourth mm. at the moment. So Geelong are three and zip and Geelong, uh, GWS are two and one with only the loss to West Coast over here. Um, so uh, really interesting uh, to see how this one takes shape with Geelong just impressing at every turn at the moment. Um, they look great, yep. They look really, really good. Um, Kelly apparently picked up a knock to his ankle and is fighting to be fit, but I think he'll play. Oh, Tim Kelly. Uh, yes, Tim okay. Kelly. Did you know uh, that last week your old mate uh, Sheridan from Frio made his debut for the Giants? I 
didn't, but I did hear that he got injured. He didn't last the game <laughs> and he won't be playing this week. He's done a calf. Uh, but they're expecting, and this is huge for the Giants, they're expecting Toby Green back this week and okay. possibly Callan Ward as well, but they're, they're likely to bring Ward back the following week. But they're two huge ins to a side that's going really well. Yeah, they are. Uh, they make a big difference. Toby Green especially, he's just... He is a specialist small forward and, uh, you know. He's a barometer. He is a barometer. Mm. Whether he's kicking kung fu guys in the face or, (laughs) you know, doing that sort of stuff or or whatever, he's just, yeah, really angry little guy, but he's uh, fantastic. Yep, Yep. so the Cats smashed the Giants by 10 goals down there last year at GMHBA. Mm. Uh, But I don't think it'll be that uh, one-sided. I think this will be an absolute belter. So if you're – Around the around the place at about two p.m. Perth time, is it? Yes. No. No. It's midday. Midday. Eleven forty-five Perth time. Yep. Uh, get to get to the pub or get to somewhere with yeah. a television and some Fox Footy or some what is it? Ko. Ko. Yeah. Ko. Yep. I'll be watching it on and KO. watch the game because this will be a belter. I mean, the midfield battle will be fascinating here. Yeah, it will. I haven't seen much Geelong yet this season, so I might be able to but catch this one. The fascinating thing about Geelong is it's not – you've got Ablett and Selwood uh, – sorry, yes, Ablett and Selwood playing less time in the centre square mm. um, and it's other guys getting it done, like Constable spending a bit of time in the, and obviously Kelly, Dangerfield's Kelly. obviously in there a fair bit, but it's a different look. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see against obviously the Giants, Superstars, Canelio, Tarantos – playing really well. Whitfield is going through the midfield and he's he's had a superb start of the year. And obviously Jer- Jeremy Cameron, the big two big forwards, Cameron and Hawkins with their old 6-6-6. Six, six, six. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah. Could see some uh, big forward bags. Well, Jeremy Cameron had about the game of his life last week, so if he can do something similar, they're, uh, they're a bit of a shot. A bit but, of a chance. Um, Will Finlayson stay forward? I think Giants five? are also a, uh, a much better team with Mumford in there. Um Yep. Other than without having him, just yeah, he's just a big unit, isn't he? He's a big boy. Yep. Yeah, so who are you picking? Let's go. Uh, I'm going with the Cats. They've won four of the last five and the other one was a draw. So um, that for me and their early season form has just been too good, I think. Oh, it was, well, I think we may have both have been stupid enough to pick against the Cats against Adelaide last week. Yes, we did, um, didn't we? Not this week. We're backing them in, and I think we might be probably for a little be while. backing them in for a while. For yeah. a little while. So the cats from both of us uh, in this one, and we move on to what I think is a really intriguing match at the MCG. It's Essendon hosting Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, the real surprise packet this year, and Essendon probably uh, not doing as well as many people thought. Uh, only just getting uh, the win last week against Melbourne, who are. Completely uh, out of form. Yeah, this one could be a high-scoring one. Brisbane have topped 100 points, I think, in all three of their games. And Essendon, obviously, we know they had a really high-scoring shootout against Melbourne last week. They did. So there could be goals everywhere. Yeah, I think there will be. Um, Both teams are very attacking. Obviously, Essendon's forward line, uh, sorry, Essendon's back line hasn't been able to uh, defend as well. Obviously, they outscored the other team last week, which didn't really matter about the defence. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Um, Brisbane have just been really good, haven't they? I mean, last week's game, they just were in the game, were in the game, were in the game. And then in the last, I think it was five minutes, they kicked the last three or four goals. Four, yeah, they kicked the last seven scoring shots. Yeah. And uh, interesting stat at the moment, they're the best centre-bounce team in the comp Mm. at the moment. And... uh, 
That really hurts me, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think they had 10 centre clearance wins last week and Lockie Neal had six of them. Mm. So um, I think we spoke about it when we previewed Brisbane earlier in the year that they were sixth, I think, last year. They were, they were quite high up, um, but, you know, they had beams as their centre clearance king and Lockie Neal's really elevated himself. I saw something really interesting about Lockie Neal in something I was reading during the week, which – I looked at, I think the last time Frio won a derby, which was in 2015, it said that Lockie Neal won the medal and he had 43 touches and had kicked two or three goals and was a superstar and won the Glendinning medal. And just saying, he has been a good player for quite some time. That was on Twitter, that was. Yeah, Yeah, I did see the same thing. Yep, he's been a good player for a long time, but all of a sudden people are noticing. Um, And just to highlight something with the Bombers, and maybe this could be a bit of a turning point because we spoke about how they had Stringer, McKernan and and Tipper all kick four goals. They really shared the load. Um, McKernan has done a hammy and he's going to be out for, they reckon, possibly six weeks. It's a bad one. Mm. Um, Well, he played with a hammy last week, didn't he? Yeah, he he played injured for the second half and still kicked a goal in the second half and I think took a couple of contested marks. And maybe that was the inspiration the Bombers needed because they were really kicked on in that third quarter. I think they kicked seven unanswered goals or something Mm. in that third quarter. They think that maybe Mitch Brown will come straight in for him. Brown and Stewart kicked nine goals between them in the twos last week. So I think Brown uh, will come in for McKernan, but... Good signs for the Bombers, but gee, I think this is almost a toss of the coin job, this game. Yeah, I feel like it is a little bit. I'm, uh, I'm not sure if we're uh, sort of giving Essendon a little bit too much credit, given who they've beaten and how bad they were the first two weeks. I'm more giving them credit because it's at the MCG. Yeah. Brisbane don't go there very often. That's true. And maybe we are sort of getting on the Brisbane bandwagon a little too early. I mean, they haven't played... You know, Essendon all the, the, G, since the good teams. Five years ago. They've been coming down to play Essendon at Marvel. Uh, the last few times they've been to Melbourne. Mm. So, um, and they've won some of those. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the only reason why I'm sort of mm, – I'm picking Brisbane. Yep. But I'm giving Essendon a chance because it's in Melbourne. Yeah. I'm uh, also picking Brisbane. And, yeah, I, I probably agree with you there. Mm. Good. Oh, we're so civil. It's very nice. It's yeah, very well, nice. After my tipping last week, I can't uh, go too many roughies. <laughs> All right. On to moving over to Adelaide, and we see Port Adelaide host Richmond. Now, this is a massive game mm. for the Tigers particularly because they now sit one and two, and I think I know I had them finishing top of the table. You had them thereabouts um, at the start of the year. Now, they currently sit 14th with one win and two losses. And as it currently sits, they are next this week without, obviously we know about Rance and Rewalt, but they're obviously without Martin. Yep. And I think they'll be without Cochin. I think so, yeah. After he tweaked a hammy. Uh, and Short as well is out. Yep. So uh, big, uh, I mean, Dylan Grimes comes back after his one-week suspension yep. uh, for the little elbow to Elliot. And then I think Josh Caddy comes in. Which, oh, okay. He's, he, he played a little bit in the twos last yeah. week, I think. Yeah. So I think Caddy comes back, which is a welcome return because yep. Lynch needs some support down there. Um, but, uh, gee whiz, um, this is um, – It's a tough game, isn't it? Like uh, it's one that Port would feel like they're a real, real chance at and mm-hmm. one that the Tigers think, well – We've got to start winning some games if we want to be making finals. Um, and Port it's a real have, danger game for Richmond, isn't it? It is. It? And Port, Port have been good. I mean, they lost mm. to Brisbane, who 
Brisbane are going all right. Yep. Um, so Port, that's the only, that was their first loss. They're still sitting in the eight. Um, Rockliffe had his concussion issues and had to stay up in Brisbane for a couple of days. Uh, so if he's in doubt, possibly a, a recall in line for Jack Trengove. Um Banging down the door. Last week in the twos, he had 42 touches, 10 tackles and seven clearances. Wow. So Trengo is one of those players. I just wonder if he wasn't made captain of a really horrible Melbourne team so early in his career, mm. would he have had a different storyline? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's one of those stories. I hope he gets a crack, but, you know, Rockliffe, you know, he's a good player and Port Needham. So, um I think, uh, gee, the jungle drums are going to start beating pretty loudly if uh, if Port have a big win over Richmond. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, it's hard to see exactly how Richmond gets this done. Uh, maybe just pressure. They've been a very good pressure side. Uh, they last can, week. No, they, but I mean, yeah, over the last couple of years. Oh, certainly. Um, obviously, they're without their key stars, but... You know, you don't need stars to make to, to put pressure on, uh, and if they can do that, force enough turnovers, get enough goals from that. Yeah, you know, maybe they can get the win. Yeah, they need to get back to that. I think that's what frustrated a lot of Richmond supporters last week is that pressure had gone. Yeah, and it and it was gone against Collingwood the week before, gone last week, um, and Port. I mean, another game into Ollie Wines after he came back. Mm. wasn't Didn't set the world on fire, but his first game back after he'd uh, yep. done a bit of water skiing. And uh, so it'd be interesting, but uh, I am picking Port in this one. Yes, and I am also picking Port. So um, Richmond will be, what is it? One and three. One and three. One and three. And Port will be three and one if that goes to play. Yes, if only we'd known this when we are making our predictions. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. The Richmond will be decimated with injury. Mm. And we go to another interesting contest. Uh, this is Saturday night at Marvel Stadium. We've got... This might be the game that I watch on Saturday night, I think. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, North Melbourne... A team really under the heat, or two teams really under the heat, really, yeah. uh, against Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide expected to go quite well this year. And North, uh, I think they won, was it a dozen games last yeah, year? Yeah, they won 12 games. And certainly North supporters not seeing a lot of growth in a lot of their talent. No, and be very disappointed given the ins that they had yeah. in their uh, yeah. in their team they this year. Very active in the trade period. They... Um, drafted, you know, well, they'd got Taron Thomas in there and Adelaide as well, Bailey disappointed. Scott. Yeah, Bailey Scott, who's played already and got a uh, rising star norm yep, in round, round one. one. Yep. Um, and Adelaide have been disappointing as well. So at this at this stage, it sits the Adelaide are 13th and North are 17th. Um, North were expected to at least um, replicate what they did last season and Adelaide were expected to improve. And yeah, well, lot, Adelaide, some people predicted a top four position. Mm, position. Yeah, a lot needs to change if these two teams are going to improve. It was interesting, uh, I heard something about Josh Jenkins saying that he, after doing their review, found that he was caught behind his opponent a lot, and he was. I couldn't believe how often, and this is partly because I'm shitty because he's in my fantasy team. Oh, okay. Every time they kicked it in there, because we know Jenkins has a reputation of getting it out the back, yes, getting the he easy does, goal, yeah. he was always behind his opponent when the ball was kicked in there. And it's just like, you know, Josh, come on, you know. Yeah. And I think their forwards are a real issue. Like Walker's had a poor start of the year. Jenkins has, you know, kicked one goal a week. Betts. Betts hasn't been great. Mm. Um, I think their forwards have had a poor start of the year. Yeah, sure. I, do. I saw a graph of uh, Eddie Betts's – I think it might have been his ranking 
mm-hmm. uh, over the last few seasons and he was up, 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 up and the last two seasons he's, he's dropped declined. off a cliff. He's dropped off a cliff since they've dropped off the cliff since that yeah. grand final. He was up the ground a bit last week. He, he got a bit more possessions than he used to, but he didn't hit the scoreboard. Yeah, which he is needs to be near goals. Yeah. Um, thinking that perhaps Ahern could get his first run for the Kangas. He's a good player, Ahern. He should be getting in there mm-hmm. in that midfield and possibly Jed Anderson as well. Okay. Um, and maybe Cam Ellis Yolman will get a get a run in. Um, had thirty six touches in the twos, and I thought also Hardigan looked a bit at sea last week. Okay. Oh, Hardigan, he's a bit. He reminds me a bit of it. He's an old school defender. Um, he he looked a bit lost. So maybe Andy Otten or someone comes in for him. So it'll be interesting to see. Seedsman. Good news for Seedsman is that he hasn't done an ACL. Oh, that's good. And uh, he'll be four to eight, so it's a pretty wide time period. But yeah. Seedsman's a good player and they'll miss him. Mm. Uh, who do you think will win this one? I think Adelaide have got this one. Um, I can't see North doing enough. Adelaide have got too much quality, I think. Mm. Uh, North, have <laughs> said a few times, don't have that A grader. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Adelaide. Need to start winning I games. I heard a lot of big Benny Brown yet. Hasn't done a lot, has no, he? No, well, actually, I think uh, Wayne Carey blasted him during the week. I think it was Carey um, saying that he'd just been terrible. But uh, he's really a, a lead up forward, really quick. I guess if he sticks his hands out in front, no one's going to be able to uh, spoil it. Uh, and I saw some highlights of him against the Dockers and it was really with him man-on-man against Pierce or Hamling. And man-on-man, he's not a very good forward. He's a, he's a lead-up forward. So I'm not sure that uh, North have that man-on-man forward. The uh, other forwards, what, uh, Wood, uh, Mason Wood? Wood and hasn't been playing well. I don't think he's – I think he's been dropped. He hasn't even been in. But he was the one, I guess, that it was talked about to be – up and comer uh, hasn't really taken that step, and there was someone else as well. I can't remember who that. Uh, Wood was the one you highlighted. I did highlight him. I think in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. I really quite liked what I'd seen of him, but mm. he hasn't been able to sort of improve in any way or be consistent. So, yep. mm. okay. So Adelaide for me as well. Yep. Okay, right. but not with a lot of confidence. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time. To uh, just fire up as we got the uh, Western Derby uh, is our next game. The other game on Saturday night. Um, now Frio coming in the form side, sitting third. Uh, West Coast six. So uh, you know should be a yeah, win. Yeah, both on two wins and one loss. Dockers only ahead because of them belting North Melbourne in round Huge one. Huge percentage. So you'd think that Frio would go in favourites. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think wrong. Uh, which is bizarre. Um, dollar fifteen here, it says for the Eagles. Oh, I'd probably yes. get on that. That's uh, get on a better 15. than bank interest, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, it looks like, well, obviously Fife is out. Yes, um, Fife is out. Will Darcy come back in? There's talk of him coming back in. We don't know the teams yet, but, uh, yeah, he should come back in. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with the um, – with the forwards, I think there was too many tall forwards last week. Hogan plays midfield? Yeah. I, I just want Hogan to be near the goals because he's he's a quality forward. Well, Darcy comes back in, Lobb's playing forward. 
slash ruck when Darcy's yeah. not around, which I don't know. It's interesting. It's I just interesting think there's setup. too many. I yeah. personally would get McCarthy out of there, even though he had that blinder of a game in, in round one. Wasn't too bad round two. Mm-hmm. Um, last week kicked a couple out on the full, just old McCarthy coming back to, <laughs> to roost, I think. Um, okay. So uh, – he would be the guy that I dropped out if uh, Darcy. Sometimes you're going to make in. the tough call. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Ross is ready to make the tough call yep. to, for balance. Yep. Uh, for West Coast, Duggan will come back, I think, and he's really important. And Rotherham was serviceable in his debut last week, but um, he, I think, will make way for Duggan. Oh, most definitely. But I don't think there'll be any other other changes um, for West Coast. Um, I mean, this game. Oh, just before you go on, yep. I think the Dockers will have to bring in uh, another midfielder for Fife. Um, there's talk of Stefan Giro and uh, uh, what's his name? Cow. Um, I saw someone mention that there was. I can't remember his name now, but both had good games in the waffle. Uh, was it Tom North? I saw his name mentioned. But he was name. mentioned. I think he had twenty odd disposals uh, and a goal in the waffle uh, for Peel. Um, he he's probably the one I'd like to see just to see what he's like. Uh, the other one, Giro, and I can Swiss picture him. Like, or whatever no, it's yeah. another small guy. Um, oh, Crowden, Crowden. Yep. Mm. Uh, those two we've seen a bit of, and I'm not sure that there's much there at this stage. I'd like to see what Tom North has about him. Get him in the midfield a little bit, and I would really like to see Adam Chera get some midfield time now that um, Fife is out. He's been playing half back a lot. Yep. Uh, obviously not his natural position and I want to see him in the middle and see what he can do. So um, you're going to this game? I'll be there and, uh, you know, good atmosphere. It'll be it'll be nice for uh, – f- I think it'll be nice for my man Gaffy to just uh, – you know, the Eagles fans will get around him a bit. I think it was a, if it was a Dockers home game, it would be hostile. It would. <laughs> it would have been hostile. There's a bit of talk that their um, Brayshaw might get booed by the Eagles supporters. I hope not. That would be a bit disappointing. That would be I, – I, I don't see why. Um, yeah, I don't know where that talk's coming from. Yeah, well, I think Kennedy tried to uh, – actually said, you know, don't boo Brayshaw on the radio or something uh, this week. So – there must have been some talk about, um, I don't know why. That doesn't really make sense to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know, and I mean, booing sometimes can be in a bit of fun, been a bit of fun. But like, I think the Collingwood fans booing Dom Sheed last week yeah, yeah. was, you know, a bit, bit tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. But there is absolutely no sense uh, behind uh, Brayshaw being booed, and you know he conducted himself really well, and it was actually the Brayshaw family was. Actually, really good to, to Andrew Gaff, I would have thought, and West Coast. I mean, it obviously has a bit to do with the fact that Hamish is on the Eagles list. But, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. No. Now, Andy actually had a pretty poor – has had a pretty poor couple of games recently. There was a, a minute or two-minute period uh, last game where he was in defence, kicked one ball out of bounds on the full, and then a minute, a minute later he got the ball again kicked it out on the full. It was just... He's young. He's going to have inconsistencies. Yeah, I know. Uh, but hes I think he's just going through a bit of a rough period at the moment. I think your mob need him to step up maybe quicker than he's ready yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think West Coast um, in this one, you look at the midfield in particular, and they got a lot of experienced bodies in there now, um, particularly without Fife, I think. Oh, I mean, probably going to be too strong. 
uh, you think you're almost going to be too strong. In it'd be a very big surprise if Frio um, are in the game in the, in the last you know second half. But I don't know. Th- str- funny things that happen. Derbies are funny games. Yeah, quite often the Dockers get around a derby and put a bit of effort in, well, a bit of extra effort in. Yeah. Bragging rights. Yeah, it was it was like they that haven't for a while, wasn't it? For uh, yeah. a number of seasons. No, now. since they were really going well at the earlier part of this decade. I think it got to a point where the actual um, numbers were quite close yeah. in terms of wins for derbies, and I think it's gone way back uh, in the Eagles' favour now. Yeah, one of, I think the last six West Coast, I think. Um, so I'm picking a, a relatively comfortable win for West Coast. I think everything is just ticking along nicely. Defence is looking good. Midfield's picking in and with Gaff included in there and the forward line with new look forward line almost with Allen and Petrocelli in there working beautifully. Uh, I think West Coast quite comfortably. Yes, I'm expecting West Coast to thrash them. Okay. <laughs> uh, only two games on Sunday and the first one, gee, the first one, I'm excited. I just I just like the, Gold, like Coast. the Gold Coast. I do, I do, I do like the Gold Coast. And sitting ninth, going along all right. This would be a good game to watch, actually. I yeah. wouldn't mind watching this one. So you've got um, Suns are going in favourites. Yeah, well, I, I mean, based on their recent form, probably have to go in favourites. So the Suns just uh, – just, uh, you know, forecast a little bit into the future. Round five is the Q clash. So we could be having Brisbane beat Essendon and Gold Coast beat Carlton. This could be one of the best Q clashes we've had. This could be the one of the most biggest talking points uh, and really good. Like a, a lot of the big um, positives uh, coming out for a lot of people, how good is Queensland footy going? Um, and good on them because they've had some – they've had their fair, fair share of crap. Yep. Um, but, gee, look out if the uh, if the Suns have a win against Carlton. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think they probably will. Um, you probably just have to go with that based on their form. They've been able to win a couple of games. Carlton, on the other hand, have been quite good, but just haven't been able to get over the yeah, line. They haven't been horrible. They no, been horrible. Possibly, possibly. The little dark fucking speak. Maybe Cruiser will come back this week, and okay, they need him. They do. Didn't uh, their ruckman go out injured? Yeah, Phillips did, and Lob came in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they've got three, but. Not overly good ones. No. Um, so Cruz is a great ruckman, but it's very rarely yeah, playing. Yeah. Um, and it's a good thing for the Gold Coast. They've also got blokes playing well in the twos. Will Brody played well, um, played 38 touches, and they had Sam Day in the twos kick five goals. So they've got they've got um, pressure in the twos, which they probably didn't have before. Mm. So there's also pressure for spots. And I'm just looking forward to the day when we see Ben King in the inclusions. So mm. he's obviously playing in the twos at the moment because he's not injured. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see something there happen. Um, And talking points around the Suns, Jack Martin had a contract. So because he's had a good start to the year, the talk has started with him. So I hope for the Suns that he can can sign up. But this is a really intriguing contest. This is a footy tipper's nightmare, I reckon, this game. It is a little bit because either team's got a a pretty good chance. I think you, as I said, probably just have to go for Gold Coast based on them being able to win a couple of games already this yep. season. Yep, and then playing home. So home, I'm going yep. the Gold Coast. Yep, me too. All right, on to the final game of the round, and it is the old uh, – I was actually thought about this, and I don't know what took me down this line. The old Waverley co-tenants back in the day. Um, remember Waverley? That was just a 
huge I ground. I almost can't remember it. It was that long it ago. It was that long ago. Um, I remember us getting pumped in the only grand final ever played there when Hawthorne smashed us in 91. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we'll stop reminiscing now. So we've got Saints and the Hawks. Yep. On a Sunday. So no Freo on the Sunday, Arvo. What are you going to do with yourself? Oh, I don't know. I might go and have a Sunday sesh or something. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, so interesting that – so Jack Stephen will come back for the Saints after he was rested for the game against Freo. Yeah. Uh, just I think given his issues in the preseason, uh, yeah, he just needed a little bit of a rest. So, yeah, he'll come back in. A bit of a – I heard um, the coach say last week, a bit of a line breaker for them. Oh, he's uh, Jack Stephen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, really important player. Dare say if he was playing last week, they probably would have got over the line. Yeah. Stockers. Mm. Um, and Roughhead will come back for the Hawks. And without Roughhead, it was interesting. Like Bruce was the, the focal point. He was the one that they targeted. You'd think they'd go more for Gunston, but Bruce was the one that they looked for most times. And then you had Wingard come in and kick three goals, but he wasn't. He just flashed in and out of the game a bit more. He only mm. had 10 touches, Wingard. But uh, – Ruffy comes back. Even if he's not the player he once was, he's still a focal point. Um, and and Bruce and Wingard and Piopolo can, can feed off him. So um, I think the Hawks will be too good in this one. I think they're really – they're going all right, the Hawks. Hawks are going okay. And I think St Kilda are going to struggle against any sort of reasonable side. No, St Kilda is still going to finish towards the bottom. So um, Hawks will be challenging for top eight. Um, if they can keep some of their players yep. fit. And this is one of those games where the Saints, and we've spoken about the pressure probably is off Richo because it's been elsewhere. Mm. Um, the Saints just want to not get pumped in this one. They want to be competitive. They want to be in the game. Um, but I think the Hawks will have too much class in the end. Yep. I agree. All right. There's our wrap of the round four games. The Holding the Ball Podcast. All right. Was that in there? My little no, noise. it wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, righty nothing happened. And we are just recording the end of our podcast here and we just thought we'd recap a few things and uh, give you our, our uh, predictions for the week. So uh, we didn't quite get time because we just talked forever because I was on the phone from uh, elsewhere. Uh, we didn't quite get to our leaderboard for our little Brownlow. No, we didn't. But I think you can probably guess... Roughly, who the the main contenders are at this stage? I think it's Lockie Neal, who's on top. Uh, so we've got Lockie Neal on top from Brisbane with eight votes, and uh, he looked for him early on Brownlow night. I don't mm. know what his odds are for the Brownlow, but he wouldn't be a bad thing to uh, to yeah, get on. Have a bit of a look at that. Uh, Dangerfield coming in second at one on the six votes. Tom Rockcliffe on five uh, with a number of other players: Trelaw, Sloan, McRae, and. Brad Crouch on four votes, Tim Kelly, Cripps, Shuey, Whitfield, O'Meara and Cameron. And Kelly, I mean, I didn't give Kelly votes on Thursday last week against Adelaide, but he could poll in that game. Mm. Um, it could be a possibility. So at the moment, Dangerfield is the favourite. This is on Sportsbet is the favourite 375. So we've got him second. And Neil is second favourite. So he's zoomed into second wow. favourite at six bucks, followed by Cripps, Fife and Gaff. Okay. So Interesting. Uh, interesting there. Um, Gaff sort of up there even though he's missed a um, couple of games already. My, my roughie is at the moment, if you want to have a bet, we have got Brad Crouch on five votes. He is currently paying $81. Wow. 
get on him. Uh, what about uh, your mate Canelio? Wasn't he your pick from the start of the season? He was, and he is all of a sudden. I put 20 bucks on him at $21. He is now because I don't think he, he could poll a vote. I didn't give him a vote for because uh, I think Cameron and Whitfield were by far the standouts. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like, who do you give the one vote to? I gave it to Finlayson because he could five. Canelio yep. still got it over 30 times. He's dropped out to 34. Ooh. He's got three votes definitely in the bank. All right. Just going to stick a lazy uh, <laughs> so uh, there. interesting there, but I think uh, Brad Crouch at eighty one bucks, if he can maintain his his good value, he is all right. While well, you Sorry, put a bet I'm on, just uh, putting a bet on right well, before well, I forget. You got a bet on. We're going to get on to our certainty for this week. So I'm going to go first. While Mike's piss farting around over there, and my certainty for this week is Port Adelaide. So I think Port will beat Richmond. Okay. Um, certain, are you? Yep. Absolutely I'm, certain? I am certain. I think my certainty actually came in last week. I can't remember what it was, but it came in. Uh, I think that uh, the Port will get the job done. I think Richmond have just lost too much uh, out of their starting lineup, and I actually think Port on their own merits are going well. So Port will win and okay. win comfortably. Interesting certainty. Uh, mine is Winks. Winks will win, uh, but a football-related one, West Coast will thrash the Dockers. Unfortunately, you are very good at the moment and we are very bad. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> uh, right uh, <laughs> So the heat is on. <laughs> yep, I'll uh, make you push all the buttons you like. We're just loving life at the moment here. Uh, the heat is on. I think the heat's on Carlton. Um yeah, you think so. So I think I think they've got to win games. They've got to start winning games. They've got some quality players in there. They've got Cripps. And, hey, look at the lines. They've got Weathering and Jones down back. Solid back line. They've got Mackay and McGovern up front. Pretty good. And then they, they've got Cripps and Murphy and Walsh and Co. in the midfield. Dow. They've got to start winning some games and they need to be the Gold Coast. They do. Uh, it's a game we probably penciled them in to win uh, at the start of the season, but the Suns are in pretty good form. They're looking quite good, surprised a few people, and um, Carlton haven't been able to get over the line, even though they've been quite good. The Suns, um, yeah. The and Suns I think also – Sorry, did, you go. Um, didn't Carlton – Mitch McGovern, didn't he get a bit of an injury? Yeah, he's 50-50 at this stage. Okay. I think right. more likely to play. But mm. the Suns will bring the pressure – It'll be interesting because that's what they've been doing. They've been their pressure games been really good. So uh, Carlton need to withstand it. They do. Uh, I'd really love to see Carlton win. I know you'd probably like to see Gold Coast win. We are the pride from the Gold Coast sky. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Didn't sound right, but no, I don't, don't know, know it, so I can't um, no. can't judge you. Don't know. Uh, yeah, I hope the Carlton win. Really do. The sons of the Gold Coast sky. My bad. Okay. You'll go. Who's the heat on? The heat is on North Melbourne. Maybe this is a little bit of an obvious one. Zip and three just haven't shown anything this season. Got smashed round one. I'm going to talk about that all season, I think. It's probably the best game I'll see all season. Um, yeah, they've lost to Frio, Lions and the Hawks. I mean, other than Frio, I think um, Lions and Hawks Pretty good teams at, at this stage, so maybe there's uh, not too much to worry about, but I've got a bit of a test this week up against Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Who haven't been great. 
So I don't know. I still think they can't beat Adelaide, but the way they're going, every game's a test. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, the heat is on North Melbourne. But are these are my new second favourite team. Oh God! Here we go. Are we it used this? to be Adelaide, didn't it? Oh, are we going to get some singing? <laughs> oh, very good. Get on the suns, everybody. Uh, hopefully hopefully we didn't breach any copyrights there. <laughs> Hope not. Uh, uh, it's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, so our bets this week. Um, do you want to go first? You go first. All right. My bets this week. Adam Trelaw is going to have 30-plus disposals against... Uh, Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yep. Uh, I think I had a look and he had... 42 last time they played or something like that. Sounds about Trelawish. Yeah. Uh, so Trelaw 30 plus. Uh, the Cats to beat GWS 1 to 39. Mm. I mean, the Cats could potentially win by a big margin, but I think the quality of GWS hopefully keeps it a tighter margin. GWS need to make sure that doesn't happen. Yes, they do. Uh, and I think the question mark about GWS a little bit is their away form. Yep. Good at home, not so good away. Uh, and the third part of my multi, the Eagles to beat Frio by 40 plus. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best part of your multi. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately the Dockers are going to get thrashed and that is paying $8.02. Well, it was yesterday when I uh, had a look at it. Bit of feedback out there, folks. Is it ethical? Is it a good thing to be betting against your own team? I don't know. It's a bit of a worry. But I'm all for it on this occasion. I actually do it quite often because (laughs) I find you know when they're going to win and when they're going to lose more often. So it's easier to know that result. Okay, fair enough. My bet of the week is I'll uh, echo that that, uh, last one by yours. I'm going Eagles 40 plus against Frio. Um, I was almost tempted to even go more than that, but I think Eagles 40 plus is a safer bet. Uh, Gold Coast 1 to 39 against Carlton and Hawks to win on the line, which is 15 and a half points. So you're giving the, the Saints a 16 point head start and that comes in at 8.37. So we're in at about the same, we're around the $8 mark. Yep. And Hope Rob, it, put your house on this one. I'm really confident on okay. this one. We're hoping to get off the mark. So it's about, <laughs> we're around four. We're if we want to break even, we we're need forty dollars down after this round. If we don't win, we need to have a win sooner or later. So that's our bet of the week, and um, I think that wraps us up in previewing round four. It probably does. Is there anything else that's uh, happening this week that we need to talk about? Not really. No. Hope your team wins, unless you're Mike. You said that last week. Okay. I do. Maybe like that's your like catchphrase. My catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Hope your team wins. Say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> that was Gribus. He's yeah. He was, you need a catchphrase. Uh, we'll have to think about it. We'll, we'll work, on, we'll work it. on it. Okay. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you later. Thanks for listening. The Holding the Ball Podcast.